Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The German bishops have just decided to toss out Catholic dogma regarding most of the things the world views as unacceptable ideas of the Church that should be changed. And in this we see what the Synod of Synods is really about, to remake the Church into the image and likeness of the Prince of this world. Wrapped up in this story is the treatment of Benedict XVI by the German bishops, as well as a desire to make the Church an instrument wielded by the forces of the world to make Catholics accept, accept ideas that run counter to our faith. So let's explore what the bishops did and how Benedict XVI is wrapped up in all of this. Let's start with Benedict XVI. On January 20th, 2022, German media breathlessly reported that Benedict XVI, when he was known as Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger and Archbishop of Munich, that he knew about what we call around here the Ted McCarrick problems in the church in Germany and swept them under the rug, exasperating the problem and torpedoing the church's credibility. The entire Ted McCarrick problem in the church in Germany has been foisted upon Ratzinger, and while I will not name him clear of any bad handling of these things, neither will I join in the piling on of Ratzinger for a simple reason. The German bishops have endorsed all of the underlying values that allowed men like Ted McCarrick to flourish in the church in Germany. And the German bishops overplayed their hand in this for a simple reason. They pile onto Benedict now because his public defense of Catholic morality as a German prelate and as Pope stand in the way of the radical changes the Germans want to foist upon the universal church, not just in Germany, but beyond. An article in Katholisch, the leading German Catholic news outlet, describes this for us. Quote, Why is the dismantling of Pope Benedict XVI attached such importance? Joseph Ratzinger was not only Archbishop of the Diocese of Munich, he was previously a professor of theology, then prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, and from 2005 until his resignation in 2013, Pope of the Catholic World Church. Morally disqualifying him and throwing him off his pedestal would hit him in all different capacities. This explains the erratic hostility and its importance for the Catholic Church in Germany. This is part of the synodal process in which Cases of German Ted McCarrick's are instrumentalized in order to install a church that is geared to the reality of life in the world. The status of Pope Benedict XVI and its various functions can only be indicated as an example and in bullet points. As a theologian, he prevented Jesus Christ from being transformed from the Son of God into a great and noble human being as theologians and professors whose importance consists primarily in questioning central truths of faith have tried to do. He argued with Ratzinger, consistent in the dictum. One does not read Ratzinger. As Bishop of Munich, he tried to revitalize the life of faith. Even then, he had clear attitude toward the Ted McCarrick issues, which then became clear in the energetic action in Rome, at a time when the German bishops were not yet dealing with this problem. End quote. The article goes on to describe the various ways Ratzinger and later as Benedict tried to preserve the Catholic faith in some way or another in the turbulent decades after the Council. And while he was certainly part and parcel of many of the horrifying changes the church underwent at that time, it's pretty clear that he thought that many of that, much of that stuff went way too far. In the minds of the German prelates, the post-Vatican II years did not go far enough, and as Benedict was the symbol for right-thinking Catholics of the faith, as close to Orthodox as you're going to find in the mainline church in those years, he was a symbol that had to be destroyed, his reputation gone, and blame for all the rot in the church of those years had to be placed at his feet. And I'm reminded of the McCarrick document released by the Vatican a couple of years ago that was really mostly an attack on John Paul II and Archbishop Vigano. 
We see the same thing here. German news has been full of stories claiming Cardinal Ratzinger was the main man behind the sweeping under the rug of the various cases of Ted McCarrick problems in that country. And for what reason? To destroy the German symbol of Catholic orthodoxy. That brings me to this. The German Synod of Bishops, as part of the Synod of Synods, just approved some major changes to what they still call Catholicism in Germany, but honestly isn't the Catholic faith at all. What are these changes? They agreed to pursue a blessing for James Martin Parings that cry out to heaven. They approved of deaconesses and are going to petition Rome to make deaconesses happen. Married priests, the use of artificial barriers by Catholics to founding Catholic families, and even priestesses, among other things. Germany is the home of heterodoxy in the church, and the German bishops are going to flex their considerable financial influence in the church to get what they want. But why are they doing this? Pope St. Pius X in his landmark encyclical Pascendi Dominici Gregis tells us that the modernists demand that the church change even dogmas of the faith, that dogma evolves and must evolve if it's a living faith, to fit the individual human needs and to be in keeping with the spirit of the age. He says this in the following, quote, Dogma is not only able, but ought to evolve and to be changed. This is strongly affirmed by the modernists and clearly flows from their principles, for among the chief points of their teaching is the following, which they deduce from the principle of vital imminence, namely, that religious formulas, if they are to be really religious and not merely intellectual speculations, ought to be living and to live the life of the religious sense. This is not to be understood to mean that these formulas, especially if merely imaginative, were to be invented for the religious sense. Their origin matters nothing any more than their number or quality. What is necessary is that the religious sense, with some modification when needed, should vitally assimilate them. In other words, it is necessary that the primitive formula be accepted and sanctioned by the heart, and similarly the subsequent work from which are brought forth the secondary formulas must proceed under the guidance of the heart. Hence it comes that these formulas, in order to be living, should be and should remain adapted to the faith and to him who believes. Wherefore, if for any reason this adaptation should cease to exist, they lose their first meaning, and accordingly need to be changed. In view of the fact that the character and lot of dogmatic formulas are so unstable, it is no wonder that modernists should regard them so lightly and in such open disrespect, and have no consideration or praise for anything but the religious sense and for the religious life. In this way, with consummate audacity, they criticize the church as having strayed from the true path by failing to distinguish between the religious and moral sense of formulas and their surface meaning, and by clinging vainly and tenaciously to meaningless formulas, while religion itself is allowed to go to ruin. Blind they are in leaders of the blind, puffed up with the proud name of science. They have reached that pitch of folly at which they pervert the eternal concept of truth and the true meaning of religion. In introducing a new system in which they are seen to be under the sway of a blind and unchecked passion for novelty, thinking not at all of finding some solid foundation of truth, but despising the holy and apostolic traditions, they embrace other and vain, futile, uncertain doctrines, unapproved by the church, on which, in the height of their vanity, they think they can base and maintain truth itself. End quote. That was from Pascendi again, and here Pius X goes on to describe the tendency of the modernists to demand that the faith, dogmas of the faith, the, the undeniable truths of the faith, for if you deny them, you are no longer part of the faith, part of the church. How the modernists believe those truths should be adapted and changed to the philosophy of the age. I want you to think about that in the context of what the German bishops are doing. 
their entire modus operandi is to subject the church and the dogmas of the faith to the mutable values of the world. It's pretty clear despite how dense that segment was. Modernism seeks to relativize the faith by making it subject to materialism, to the needs of this world, to the values of this world. And we now see Francis, how he came to the logic of saying that pretty much anyone who is baptized is in the church, even if they've renounced the faith. Or how he can do this. In a video message for his bizarre International Day of Human Fraternity last week, Francis firmly placed his faith in mankind as the instrument of salvation, not Christ, when he said this, quote, The path of fraternity is long and challenging. It is a difficult path, yet it is the anchor of salvation for humanity. Let us counter the many threatening signs, times of darkness, and mindsets of conflict with the sign of fraternity, that in accepting others and respecting their identity invites them to a shared journey. Not all the same, but as brothers and sisters, each with his or her own personality, his or her uniqueness. End quote. That quote came directly from the official Vatican transcript of his talk, and it in his whole movement of human fraternity places the synod and the German bishops' actions into a whole new light. Francis wants the church to be a symbol for his secular human unity, where we are all brothers, united in the bonds of fraternity, and all possible impediments to that are identified as rigid. Hence why he told us several months ago that we must abandon all of our firm certainties, and why we must not cling firmly to the traditions passed down to us. He wants us united in his universal church of man. What happens if we reject this? Since I quoted St. Pius X once already, I'll do it again here. If you resist the modernists, you can expect this to happen. They will attack, they will call you a schismatic, they will call you rigid. They will say that you are the one in error. But stand firm, stay rigid in the faith. According to Pope St. Pius X, quote, Pay no heed to the derision and mockery of the wicked. Have courage. You must never yield, nor is there any need to yield. You must go into the attack wholeheartedly, not in secret, but in public, not behind barred doors, but in the open, in the view of all. End quote. Stand firm, speak publicly, and object to all of their innovations, past and present. Make no compromises with them, for compromising the truth is of the prince of the world not Christ the King, but we must stand firm. And why? Because as one priest said in an article on the German Synod in an Italian outlet, Francis is using the Germans to promote the changes he thinks he can't push for himself, and then he'll offer what looks like a moderate compromise that will move the church closer to accepting the German proposal in just a few short years. That priest informs us that insiders warn that there is a move to change the articles of the current catechism to reflect the values of James Martin to make everything he advocates accepted in the church today, and that the move is coming from Francis and his closest allies himself. And for what reason? To finish remaking the church into the universal church of man, the ape of the church of Catholic prophecy, where all things are welcome except right worship of God and of his law. That is the end game, folks, and they believe that they are within sight of achieving it. What do you think of the changes the Germans are pushing for the church? Do you think they'll pull it off? Let me know what you think in the comments below. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.